0: Hello, it's that time of uh, week? Five yeah. week? two weeks. It's been two weeks, and we are your words against mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I'm your brother co-host Thomas Dempsey.
1: I'm your sister co-host Elizabeth Connor.
0: And it f- it doesn't feel like it's been two weeks. It really it doesn't. doesn't. Feel like it's been, uh, uh, that's what I guess you get when you go on a trip. Yep. We, we want to talk about it.
1: Sure. So, last... So, anyway, as our listeners are probably aware, um, I'm on a modified year-round schedule with work and school. Um, so, we have these things called intercessions, which are not your typical, like, breaks. Um, so, last week, we had our fall intercession. So, the kids got the whole week off. I had to go in for a teacher work day on Monday, and then I got the rest of the week off. So... We took advantage of the time of year and had our first family vacation in ten years, and we went to the beach.
0: Yeah, and uh, we, my my side of the family, uh, <laughs> uh, we went down the Monday before Elizabeth did. We were planning to go down that Saturday, but, but you uh, know, Hurricane Ian all stuff. Hurricane Ian, yeah, was rolling it through and it was a category 1 by the time it reached south carolina so it wasn't as bad as it had been in other places but by the t- when we got there you could still see like a lot of storm damage and like debris and stuff yeah so while it didn't really inhibit us, prohibit us from doing any of the stuff we wanted to do i think like the main thing was there was this big old branch that pretty much had one road blocked off for like the first part of the week yeah and then I guess a street crew finally got around to dragging it off to the side, which was nice. But then it also kind of blocked off part of the driveway at the place we were staying. So yeah, yeah. So it was it was soon. but uh, yeah, it was a nice place. We rented a house, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe the 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 copy for the thing said it uh, slept seventeen. Yeah. Which I'm sure they were doing some pretty creative math with that number. But there were like four or five bedrooms. Well, if you
1: include like the maximum number of people you could put in a bed. Plus, I think there were some like sleeper sofas and stuff that like we didn't really explore. Or just putting somebody Uh, on a couch. I mean, like it was a pretty, I mean, it was a pretty big house. Because it was like, it was like you had the main house. And then within like this little covered porch-type area, you also had access to, basically, like, an in-law apartment. Sure. So... I've never heard it called that. Um... It it scans. Because, like, the the in-law apartment was basically a one-bedroom apartment.
0: Right. And it also very much had the feel of one of those houses where, uh, some renovators have very clearly, like, lopped some rooms in half. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh... I'm, I'm, none, none of the rooms felt, like, overly small, Mm-mm. but you did get the sense that, like, there was almost, like, a bit of a you-could-get-lost quality to it at times.
1: Yeah. It was, because, like, I guess I guess what mom and dad stayed in was the master. Yeah. So, like, the master had its own little, like, sitting room. um, And then me and Brian's room, like, we had an en suite, but then... There were two doors in the bathroom, and the other door led to a different bedroom. So yeah, that
0: that that was the weirdest room because it was almost like
1: two rooms joined by an annex. Well, see, we're used to that. Not here at our apartment, but at Brian's grandfather's house. The I guess it's technically the master bedroom, um, but there's a bedroom that connects to the bathroom. And then that bathroom eventually connects to the hallway. Eventually. Eventually. There's like a couple other steps to take.
2: hmm
0: Well, anyway, it, it was a good trip. It was a good place. Uh, just a, a few blocks away from the beach. So, yep. uh, Fairly, like, not like right in the middle of all the business. You were pretty, like, cozy and off the main drag.
1: It was pretty quiet.
0: Yeah, honestly. So we also went in October. So yeah, yeah, that 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 helped. And uh, North Myrtle, where we were staying, isn't one of the more happening places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we drove down one afternoon, me and mom, to visit some friends who were also in town, to like South Myrtle. Yeah, and that very much more had the vibe of like a of a, sort of a low key spring break vibe. Yeah, going on down there. So. Yeah, it's definitely like different uh areas. Mhm. But yeah, we had a good time with y'all. Y'all uh went back home Saturday. We went back home that Sunday. Yep. And uh ran into some heavy traffic which precluded which precluded us from uh uh pre- precluded precluded us from getting the cats at the vet. Yeah. uh where we had them boarded. But we were able to get them the next morning at no extra cost. So worked out. And they seem to have, they seem to have, like, summer camp bonded in oh. their time away. Because they've all just been hanging out together, and we haven't really had the them, like, chasing each other around or doing any of the stuff they had before. That's cute. Which I'm sure they'll, they'll get back into their routine. Oh, yeah. But it's just nice seeing them be, be all warm and cozy.
1: Yep.
2: Yep.
0: And, uh, of course, I felt a little bad because i attributed us getting home late in part to my stopping off in columbia so i could go shopping at second Char- charl Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but i did find a good good many books and uh stuff that i'm looking forward to reading okay and also like i just sort of fantasize about the idea that maybe like the 30 minutes or so i took us off the road were enough to keep us uh out of whatever accident it was that added like 40 minutes to the commute yeah yeah but it was like definitely one of the longer traffic jams i've been coming out of columbia so Mm -hmm. happy that it didn't look that severe when we finally got through it that's good whatever it was all right so uh anything you interesting you want to talk about before we commence
1: was my birthday today. Oh yeah, happy birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did uh we did a bit of uh celebrating when we had y'all at the beach. Uh, yeah. we got you a cake.
1: Yeah. And me and uh, me and Brian's birthdays are back to back, mine's the day before his. So y'all got us a cake and we, you know, did sang happy birthday and had can't get ice cream and that was really really nice. Um Yeah, and
0: then just in the general festivities of a family vacation. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, for that. And I went to work today and I had like some of my 5th graders like made me birthday cards. It was real sweet. I taped them up on my board. That's um cool. I got a I got a gift from our the school's like parent teacher organization. Mm-hmm. Um they got me a $15 gift card to Starbucks. That's nice. Yeah. And then uh yeah. and then I got home from work. And Brian wasn't feeling too good, so he was home. And so then we oh. went we went out to dinner. Um, we went to King Hefe, which you and I have been to.
0: Oh, I love King Hefe. But
1: that was the fir- It was the first time Brian's ever been. So he got Mexican, and I got sushi. Cool. That's cool. And it was really, really good. But I have some serious heartburn going on right now. Oh
0: yeah, that's rough. You take some tums. Yeah, I did. Alrighty, yeah. Ah. And today's been nice for me too. Uh, it was a Criterion flash sale going on today.
1: Oh, okay. For,
0: yeah, that's where the Criterion website itself does a the whole fifty percent off thing that is usually like the Barnes and Noble brand. Yeah. But uh, only for twenty four hours. But um, it's a slight it's a slightly better value because. Uh, If you're on their rewards system, Mm -hmm. then you earn points for however much money you spend, and you can redeem that for store credit. Mm -hmm. So you wind up saving a bit more that way. And uh, I picked up a few things, one of which is the uh, new Blu-ray for Arsenic and Old Lace, which I don't know if you've ever seen. We have. uh, Yes, the Cary Grant Halloween comedy Mm -hmm. from, like, the 1940s. That is... One of my favorite comedies of all time, so I'm really happy to finally own it on a, on a disc. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: looking forward to watching it when it arrives later this week. And, uh, like I said before, like I was telling you before the show, went by, picked up my last paycheck from work. Uh, stopped off at the bank, did some uh, light shopping around town. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to making the most of my days these days
1: all right yeah
0: but uh yeah we'll we'll get into it so we've uh got a challenge to talk about this week but before we get around to that have you had any other reading in mind
1: um so i'm not done with it but I've read the bulk You're of done it. done with what? A book. Well, I mean, I'm done with the challenge. But I, I read one. Well, I'm in the process of reading one other book that I have yet to finish. Okay. So. That's cool. I can go ahead and, and so... talk about it just so that I have something to talk about. Yeah, that's that sounds fun. Okay. Um, so it is. So I'm about, according to my Kindle app. Sixty-two percent of the way through this book, um, it is Stalk, uh, which is book two of the Sky Clan of the Teore series by Tana Stone. Um, I think I, I talked. Didn't. Huh.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah. You go on.
1: Yeah. So I talked about book one a couple of episodes ago, and I did, and I talked about how I was like wasn't sure if I was going to go into the the next book in the series. Well, I decided to, um, and I mean. I do like this one better <laughs> than the last book. Well, that's good. Um, because in this book, well, I think I talked about this. So, like, there's, like, a, a sickness or, like, it's called the mating fever that, like, these Teori males experience. And so this book kind of explores a little bit more of the lore and the science behind it. Yeah. And so where I am in the book, they have found a potential maybe not a cure for it, but like something to help with the symptoms. Right. Um so anyway, but it, obviously like they're in a hostile environment. It's very very dangerous and they're risking their lives to try to get um the poison or the venom, I guess. Of, the, of this native creature that lives on this moon. It, technically, it's a moon. It's not a planet. Uh, sure. But it supports life. I don't know. But it's a moon. Whatever. Okay. So, yeah. anyway, that's kind of where I'm at in the book. The main characters are Daikin and Valeria. And yep. Valeria is a human woman who is from a Hispanic background. Um. Mm-hmm. And Daikin is one of these Teori men. And Valeria is very much like a closed off, like an emotionally closed off woman because of... It's not like super terrible, but she was misled when she was very young and naive. And that has kind of affected her view of relationships. And so therefore being around Daikin and kind of having to work with him, but also being romantically involved with him is changing her perceptions of what a relationship is and can be. So oh, it's okay. it's better than the first book. I still am not like 100% convinced I'm going to like commit to the series. Mhm. Cuz I mean I don't think it's like a 20 something book series like the guard like the Ice Barbarians was Right. But I mean like it's it's at least 5 books long. Okay. So No, right.
0: Well, uh I've read uh, three books uh, in the last two weeks. All of them uh, nonfiction. Mhm. Okay. The yeah, the uh, first one was the a book I picked up in Atlanta earlier this year on our sharpening trip, called uh, Koji Kondo's Super Mario Brothers soundtrack by Andrew Sharpman for mm-hmm. the thirty-three and a third series, mm-hmm. which is a book of which is a series of like. Uh, long essays that these various writers do about like sort of seminal albums right this is of course about the the music for the first super mario brothers game on the nintendo entertainment system and it's interesting just to sort of get a historical perspective on the that game's composition on on the state of video game music at the time and this particular score's legacy and also, like, the music theory at play. The back half of the book is sort of a deep dive into the actual compositions. So, I think somebody who's, like, fluent in, like, mute, like, notation and stuff like that would have a appreciation for that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty nice, it's a pretty pleasant read. Okay. And, uh, yeah. The uh, other next book i read and it's actually kind of of a pair with the third one but the other uh, the next book i read was called escape into meaning it is a collection of essays by the youtuber evan pushak uh also known as nerd writer mm-hmm. i don't know if you've had occasion to see any of his uh, videos but he's sort of like in the idea channel vein okay each video is about like a movie or a book or a uh, painting or basically a work of art or a topic of culture that he just sort of hones in on and writes about. And this is his first book. Uh, I believe he was an aspiring novelist before he became a YouTuber. So he never really had anything published before now. Mm -hmm. And this is, and it's just sort of in the same vein of the stuff he writes about just essay versions of his, Sort of thought process and uh, uh, exploratory sort of autobiographical writing style. And there's definitely a lot of nice like passages in there. And uh, I, I don't know. It's interesting to see somebody I know for, from video essays working outside of a uh, visual medium. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely got a bit of a different vibe to it from that. But uh, I think it still translates pretty well. His uh, like style and voice and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I put that book right next to the third book that I read, which was Chuck Klosterman's The 90s. Mm-hmm. Chuck Klosterman, if you don't know, is the uh, prolific uh, pop culture essayist who's been writing basically since the late 90s. And uh, I think he's probably the only writer I can think of who's entire like oh, not his entire library of books i've read i've read every piece of nonfiction he's ever written he's got a couple of novels that i've sort of bounced off of mm-hmm. but as far as like his essays are concerned i've read every thing he's ever put out and this was the his most recent book it's as the title indicates sort of a uh, overview of the culture and the history and politics and whatnot of the decade of the 90s. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's actually kind of sort of like surprising how much this and the Pooch Shock uh, essay collection have in common. Mm-hmm. I guess because like while both of their relationships to the 90s was different I think Klosterman was more of a child of the 80s. Uh like Pushok, like, was a '90s kid basically. So a lot of the stuff he writes about is, like, grounded in '90s culture. So mm-hmm. you've got like an essay about Quentin Tarantino, and you've got an essay about uh, Jerry Seinfeld. And as I was reading the uh, Pushok, I was reading in con- like side by side with the Klosterman, and so it was weird to go from one book that had essays about tarantino and jerry seinfeld and then have another writer basically writing about the exact same thing Mm -hmm. and uh, i can't imagine that that's how either book was intended to be uh read but i just it was sort of like a weird little bit like coincidence
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but uh yeah the, the klosterman's really good it's so it's more or less chronological through the 90s, and it does a pretty decent job of like segueing all the thematic concerns from one essay to the next. And uh, I uh, loaned it to Brian because he seemed like he was interested in it. And mm-hmm. uh, if he ever if he gets around to it, I'd be interested to hear what he has to say. But yeah, because Klosterman in general, I think, is a pretty good writer and uh, pretty accessible and. Interesting, so Yeah, I uh, enjoyed it Good Yeah, The other main thing I've been reading as of late Is just getting more into manga Mm -hmm. I've had uh, several books I've been Finishing lately Uh, It's kind of funny One book I read while we were at the beach Was this uh, horror manga called Gyo Mm
2: -hmm.
0: By the uh, Manga author Junji Ito And uh, it's about A race of Of uh, basically land-faring sea creatures, so basically the premise of the book is that all the fish in the ocean, like up to and including sharks and squids and whales, grow legs and come on land. Oh, and uh, yeah, and so you learn the nature of like how it is that they became land-born and how that sort of like snowballs into greater and greater catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And it's all like sort of grotesque and absurd in a way that's can be like comical. So, uh, yeah, it, I I'm I'm always sort of like uh, not sure how to recommend his work because it can be pretty like graphic. Yeah. But it's also kind of silly. Yeah. So it's hard to gauge where exactly your. Uh, your like your the accessibility lies for like someone who might not be ass into manga or comics or whatnot i will say this though uh there's a significant plot detail that refers to the expulsion of gas and per- pertaining to like seafood
1: okay and,
0: <laughs> uh we we went to a calabash buffet and i gotta say yeah Uh, yeah
2: (laughs)
1: Just
0: looking if at me like and... I'm crazy oh sure well yeah so I've been reading that I've been reading some old 80s manga uh, there's this one series Ranma Half by Rumiko Takahashi did you ever see any Inuasha or do you know about it recall it uh, no That's the... okay well that was I think her most famous anime adaptation but she had several series prior to that and uh, the one I'm reading uh, Ranma Half is a uh martial arts comedy manga from I guess the late 80s early 90s uh-huh and the premise is that there's this uh field of springs somewhere in China that if you fall into it you are cursed to transform into whatever that springs attendant like signifier is oh so yeah well, you don't turn into it. Basically, if you get doused with cold water, then you turn into it, and then you turn back into your original form. If you turn, if you get doused with hot water, so the the main character of Ranma, who's like this young martial artist whose father is constantly dragging him around the world and teaching him like various like forms of martial arts, they go to China and they like are training near these springs, and they happen to each fall into one. Ranma's father falls into a spring that, whenever he gets doused in cold water, curses him to transform into a giant panda. Whereas Ranma falls into a spring wherein, whenever he gets doused in cold water, transforms him into a girl. So. Wait, is this. The, is this
1: yes? Ranma like two and a half?
0: Yeah, Ranma one half.
1: Okay, okay, it's I know what you're talking about. One over two. Yeah, yeah you've yeah,
0: heard yeah, of yeah. it. Okay, so. And the series is based around, like, Ranma and his father going to live with uh, this girl that his his father and the girl's father have arranged for them to be married, but they're not having it, basically. And then as the story goes on, like, more and more people, like, start falling in love with the girl and falling in love with Ranma and falling in love with Ranma when he's a girl. And so it's basically, like, a... Instead of a love triangle, it becomes like a love dodecahedron. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's got some really nice action, like for like a comedy series. It's very like pays mind to the martial arts side of that equation. Okay. And uh, now the artwork by uh, Rumiko Takahashi is really great. She's, I think, one of the more famous female mangaka. So she's had like several like major series get adapted into anime and I'm not sure if she's still writing or not but uh most of her work is available in English so I've recently collected several volumes of her work and I'm checking it out
1: okay yeah
0: and then uh, in line with that I've also been getting some of these oversized editions of the original run of Dragon Ball hmm. which is uh like sort of dissimilar from the more well-known Dragon Ball Z, which is about like aliens and laser beam fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, this is more in li- more of like a comical adventure series that uh, like precedes that series. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've just just really like enjoy manga in general, and it's interesting going back to like some of the more like seminal series and seeing like their impact on the form and the way they help codify certain tr- like like grammatical elements basically hmm so yeah that's okay basic that's what I've been up to cool yeah all right so I think that pretty much covers that uh that stretch of things um when we get back from the break you want to talk about uh this week's challenge
1: yeah sounds good
0: all right we'll get into it
1: and welcome back to Your Words Against Mind, the competitive reading podcast between siblings. Uh, so before the break, we've talked about what we haven't been reading and what we have been reading. And now we're going to get yep. into some challenge stuff. Yeah, right. So so. Bef- so this week is my challenge. So my the challenge that I issued two episodes ago was we had to read... The book by Jessica Knoll, Luckiest Girl Alive, and watch the Netflix movie that came out last weekend. That's right. Or this past weekend. So, October 7th. Okay. And if you did both, did you... I said you got double the word points, right?
0: Uh, I can't recall.
1: Okay. So, that's, that might be it. it. It's whatever. Okay. It's whatever. So, did you finish the challenge, Thomas? I did not. Oh no. Did you not read the book or did you not watch the movie? Both. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I read uh like the first
0: 80 pages of the first four chapters of the book. Okay. Uh and but I and I only watched the trailer for the film. Okay. Did you watch the movie? Yeah. Okay, did you finish the book? Yes. Okay. So I'd call that a well, well okay. How does that work? Cuz you get double points for the challenge so I, I get... You get quadruple points for me not doing any of it. That sounds about right.
1: That, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Let's just let's we can go with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with it.
1: Okay, um, okay. So since you so did you not me? read, since you did not read all of the book, tell me the last thing that happened. That way, I don't spoil anything for you.
0: Okay, so I'll uh, go over the plot of the book as I read it. So uh the book is about uh t- Fin Finny, t- t- Ani 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 t-
1: Ani Finelli
0: Ani Finelli. Okay. Her name is spelled weird. There's like a fluctuating capitalization at play. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's what that's supposed to convey. But at any rate, uh, Ani Finelli is a girl who was sort of like uh, lower middle class. Basically grew up in uh, Catholic school before getting, um, I guess, kicked out of school for some reason. And then she... Manages to get into a prestigious boarding school, or or um, not a boarding school, but like a uh, basically like a more like upper crust like high school, and uh, we bounce back and forth between young Annie at school and old Annie living in New York, engaged to like this wealthy dude, and working as an editor at this magazine, and uh, basically just. Um, sort of like on like on the way to having the ideal life, but there's allusions to some past trauma that is re- rearing its head. She's Annie's being like contacted to participate in this documentary pertaining to something that happened during her youth, and then like as we flash back to her youth, we get these insights into like the social circles she ran in and some of the things that went down there and sort of like the mounting tension of what could have resulted in like whatever trauma it was that seems to be coming back to haunt her in her uh like uh, adult adulthood. life yeah yeah so uh, in the last chapter i read she is back in high school and she's starting to fall in with the quote-unquote cool kids mm-hmm. uh I, and she goes to this party with a bunch of boys and basically gets uh, date raped. Okay. So, or so that's the last thing I remember, or that's okay. the last thing that happens. Uh, that's about like eighty pages in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I watched the trailer I told you for the movie, and the movie and that like suggests some much more explosive, like plot twists. Going down, like, presumably in the near future. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but, like, basically, already, like, at that point in the book, you're getting these themes of, like, class and, like, uh, teenage, like, social, like, drama mm-hmm. going on, and obviously, like, sexual assault. Yeah. And, yeah. So, there's a lot of, like, heady themes at play and I'm def- I'm gonna keep reading the book. I want to see it through I'm enjoying reading it. I don't have any like it's written well it's yeah. just I was obviously I, like I said I was reading a bunch of other stuff over the last week and then once we got home from vacation uh, I guess we just had the equivalent of whatever like road trip jet lag would be mm-hmm. called so like Sunday was a big travel day, and then Monday was just shot. Yeah. And then today I did a bit more reading, but obviously not enough. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. So So, that's uh, that's about the extent of my knowledge.
1: Okay. So, just so I will not. You can
0: you can you can allude to stuff that happens later. I don't think it'll ruin it for me.
1: So in the book. So, in the book, um, yes, the book does... Kind of what you read is basically, like, the extent of, like, the exploration of class, I would say. Okay. Um, because the rest of the book kind of uh, deals with Ani's um, sexual assault, rape, and... uh, And then another really tragic event that happened at her school that you haven't gotten to yet.
0: Yeah, but that the movie trailer sort of alludes to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. So yeah. Can I uh, go ahead?
0: Yeah. Can I can I speak to? Okay, I'm I'm gonna talk about something else. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. There's this movie called I'm Okay that came out relatively recently Uh and what it's about is this uh, person on Instagram who basically like forges a uh, a trip to Paris on their Instagram Uh where they pretend they're in Paris and they like photoshop a bunch of pictures of them going around Paris and doing stuff and while they're doing this Paris is hit by a terrorist attack and Yeah, rather than, like, reveal that she's just been staging a fake trip to Paris, the person, the woman doing this stuff, like, actually, like, starts acting like a terrorist attack survivor. Oh. And the drama of the film is, like, when will she be found out? Because then she starts, like, a press tour, and she starts interacting with other survivors from the attack... And it's just a whole thing. I haven't seen it. I've only heard about it. But uh, is there any... Does that seem like a sort of similar uh, dynamic to what uh, "Luckiest Girl Alive explores? No. No. Okay. Okay, but that was just uh, like the the thing that sort of tipped me off. Yeah. uh, So... Yeah.
1: So basically, um, Ani, you know, is attacked the way that she is at the party and then I think within five weeks of her assault and rape um an event happens at school and that in a way like overshadow that that basically the perpetrator the perpetrators use to try to overshadow what has happened to her And they try to cast her in a negative light so that she won't come forward with what happened. Or if she ever does come forward with what happened, she is not believable.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And so that's kind of what the... So the book very much explores like, you know, how Ani is... Because basically, Ani spent... The the assault happened when she was 14. I think the book takes place when she's like 28. So she has spent 14 years trying to be someone else. Like basically being like, if I can be the person that my mother is not, then I can move on from this. And the thing is, is that she can't.
0: Okay.
1: So she actually spends a great deal of the book actually trying to deal with what happened to her and work through that pain and work through that trauma but it's also having to be done in light of this big event that happened at her school sure so and i feel like the movie because the thing is is with the movie like, right away, within the first probably 15 minutes, you find out exactly what it was that happened at the school. It's not like in the book where you don't find out till closer to the end. Okay. Um, so, the movie, you find out in the first 15 minutes what happens, and then basically the the rest of the movie is about her dealing with her trauma.
0: As an adult?
1: As an adult. Okay. And
0: the adult version of Ani is played by Mila Kunis. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I said in the last episode that uh, Reese Reese Witherspoon was an executive producer. Well, the anyway, the rights to the book, like the movie rights to the book must have gotten passed around because the author, Jessica Knoll and Mila Kunis were executive producers.
0: Okay. Yeah, and the I think the copy of the, the copy of the book I have has something about Reese Witherspoon on it, so that might have been uh, an older version.
1: I think she purchased the rights to the book either right when it was published or like immediately before publication. Okay. And then it just kind of you know like nothing ever happened to it, so then it got shopped around. Okay. Or people asked about after it. So anyway, now now it has been made into a film executive right. produced by Jessica. And Jessica Knoll had a big uh bit had a big role because not only was she executive producer and she wrote the book that it was based on, she also wrote the screenplay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. That's uh so like she was like considering how this story would play in a different medium.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it has also come out now that the movie has premiered it has also now come out that because the book was always kind of autobiographical, like based on Jessica Knowles life. But then like on her press tour for the book, she always said that she based the story of the assault, um, on the stories of other victims. And now it's coming out that no, she was gang raped when she was like 14 or 15 at a high school party.
2: Okay.
0: So it is a definitely heavy book. As yeah. far as subject matter goes, um, I feel like the it's pretty. Uh, I get I don't know, a uh, sensitive to that uh, in its depiction of the event itself. Like it doesn't linger on it, I guess, and I don't haven't gotten to like the fallout from it or like the lingering trauma of it. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak to that, but I yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah I felt like the book. The book kind of dealt. I, I agree with what you say that the, the way that the book deals with it, um, it it was hard. It's hard to translate that to film without it being disturbing, and and it was. That was that was a hard couple scenes to watch. Okay. It. I mean. Yeah, uh, that's that's all I'll say. Yeah. It was it was hard to watch those couple scenes.
0: Right. Hmm. So, um, let's see. Uh, have you read anything else by Jessica Knoll Cause it's, it's, uh, she's got this other book, The Favorite Sister.
1: Yeah, that one's come out fairly recently and I have not read it. But I would oh. read it.
0: Alright. Yeah, cause I I've enjoyed what I've read of the book myself. So, I'm like I say, I'm gonna be sticking with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I apologize for not Getting through, getting, getting through it, or well, even what managing the film—I don't know what it is. I, uh, I have difficulty like sitting down to watch movies these days, especially if I'm doing it by myself. Mhm. So, I used to—I used to be able to just like hole up and watch like two to three movies in a day. And mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's just like that. Feels more like a social activity. Yeah. Whereas, like, when I'm by myself, I want to, like, play video games or read books or, uh, like, organize. I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, I guess, sort of a shift in priorities. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I get that.
0: Yeah. Huh. Did you, and you read yours on the phone, I presume?
1: I did read it on the phone. Um, I read it through the Scribd app
0: okay i managed to find a a paperback edition which i'm looking at right now and uh yeah so i don't read that much on my phone mm-hmm. I, I find that like it if i'm going to make a go of a book uh, something about like having the physical object in sight sort of helps compel me to like Get back into it, whereas with stuff on my phone, I can sort of just drop it off sight unseen. Mm hmm. So, uh, there's, yeah, but that's, um, so that's another, I think, a good indicator of me, like, seeing, uh, Luckiest Girl alive through to the end. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry if this doesn't really give us as much to talk about. Yeah, it's alright. Alright. But uh, I I've enjoyed it so far, and it sounds like you enjoyed it uh, enjoyed the book. Mm-hmm. I did. Did you say? Okay. Yeah, I,
1: this is the third time I've read it. So.
0: Oh wow! I didn't realize it was. I didn't realize it was a return for you. Yeah. Okay. When was the first time you read it?
1: <sighs> like two years ago.
0: Maybe when three. When did it come out?
1: Came out in 2015.
0: Okay. Shoot, so, it may yeah, have been
1: four. I'm... I don't. It was a while ago.
0: Okay, so you read it when it came out. You've read it for this, and uh... and then
1: I read it again like two years ago. Okay,
0: that's interesting. I don't, I don't return to as many books as, I don't return to read, uh, books as often as I do other stuff. Which is weird because like I'm sure I would enjoy them as much, if not more. Like, Mm -hmm. because, like, sometimes what I'll do is I'll start a book and then fall off it, and then when I return to it, I'll reread the passages I read before, and those parts just read so much more smoothly. Yeah. Parts that I'm unfamiliar with. So, yeah, it really makes me feel like I need to go back and, like, give a lot of books I've read a second pass. Mm hmm. All right. So. Uh, and if did you have anything else you wanted to say about it, or did you want to get into word totals?
1: Yeah, we can get into word totals.
0: All righty. Well, um, obviously you've got a, uh, a quadruple word score going on here mm-hmm. uh, with the movie and the whatnot. So uh, did you need some time to factor all that out?
1: No, I already did it. Okay. All, all right.
2: right. So, so um,
1: you... the word count for the book was 126,298. So I get quadruple that amount because I read the book and I watched the movie and you did neither one. Yes. So that's going to bring my word total up to 7,234,853 words, which puts me at 72% of my word total from last year. Nice.
0: And, uh, I read um, those three books, uh, nonfiction books I told you about, Mm -hmm. uh, for a uh, more or less total of 190,000 words, which brings my overall word total up to 3,936,418.6, which uh, uh, is 88.7 or 89% of my word total for last year
1: okay
0: all right so you're you're catching up i am Yep. i gotta get i gotta get on top of it (laughs) and uh i i'll i'll promise to do better with my challenges with these challenges for now on okay which uh i guess we'll be hearing about another one now
1: yes so um our next book Okay, let me, let me ask you a question. Would you rather read something creepy or would you rather read a biography?
0: It's Halloween. Let's do creepy.
1: Okay, so the next book we're going to read is Inspection by Josh Mallerman.
0: Oh, the guy who did Bird Box.
1: The guy who did Bird Box, which I freaking yeah, love I was, Bird Box.
0: I went by, uh, I think, a Barnes & Noble today and uh, checked out their horror section. And they had uh-huh. a bunch of books by him. Apparently, he's written like several shorter books, mm-hmm. like in between his novels, that are also getting published now.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: so I'd I'd be interested to check this one out. This is the like the follow up to Bird Box, not not a direct sequel, but like his like next book after it.
1: Yeah, it was his next big. It 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 is not in the Bird Box universe, like at all, from my understanding.
0: Although there is a sequel to Bird Box, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I think it's called Mallory. Um, I bought it when we went to Atlanta.
0: Okay. I
1: just haven't yeah. read it yet.
0: Sure. And I've seen Inspection, or Inspector, around, but I haven't uh, checked it out yet. I'm not even totally sure what it's about.
1: I started it at one time and never finished it. Um. Yeah. I'm... Oh. Yeah, it's basically like a social experiment with uh, with no review board in sight.
0: Okay, that's cool. All right, so that'll be worth checking out, and mm-hmm. uh, that pretty much does it for us today. Uh, uh, this has been your
1: words against mine, uh, Elizabeth. You want to let them know where they can find us? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and literally Club at Your Words Podcast. You can also find us at our website at yourwordspodcast.com, and you can send us a question, comment, or suggestion to our email at yourwordspodcast at com. Yeah, and
2: uh,
0: now that I'm, it's looking like uh, I could start calling myself a full-time podcaster, uh, I'm definitely going to be looking into updating the website, uh, which I've sort of let uh, go to seed. Uh, so but yeah you look forward to that and uh, you can look forward to our next episode in a couple weeks where we'll be talking about Mickey 7 and uh, look forward to seeing y'all back for that
1: yep looking forward to it
0: and Elizabeth I hope you have a good week and I hope that you will join me in telling the people listening goodbye
2: goodbye